What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Whole Life Later, a podcast about all things wrongful convictions. I'm your host, Kylie, and with me is my co-host, Rory. Hello. Hello. Okay. So, so today's subject is going to get a little bit darker than it may be, than like maybe we normally do. We are going to be discussing some misjustice and mistreatment of Indigenous peoples within the province of Alberta. Um, there are many things we could be talking about that we are not going to cover, unfortunately, but things like residential schools, the 60s scoop, and forced sterilization. Those are all things that have happened, and as much as we would like to talk about them, it's not really something relevant to the case right now. So we would like to encourage you to go and look at those yourself. We feel that this isn't something that needs to be swept under the rug, as it is part of Canadian history, and we cannot let it go unknown by people. So in researching Connie's case, there are two other cases that came up to me from the APTN news. And so I kind of fell into a rabbit hole looking into these cases and the horrible treatment of Indigenous peoples in the legal system in Alberta. And so the cases we're going to talk about today, there are two, are those of Leah Bull and Clayton Boucher. So for our first case, we're going to head back to 2018, a couple years. So Leah Bull, who was 46 years old at the time, was suing the RCMP and several of its officers for the injuries she received while being forcibly confined without being lawfully arrested. So, Leah is a Cree woman, and the incident she was suing for occurred in January of 2011. So, the RCMP detachment in, form in formerly Hobima, Alberta, which is now called Masquachese, uh, received a call about a woman lying in a snowbank. So they naturally responded. Uh, the events that followed were in no way proper procedure. So the account as told by APTN News is horrifying. Neither party has actually spoke out to the news outlet, but they were able to gather the evidence from court transcripts. And so I strongly encourage you to look further into the case by reading the AT APTN article that will be in the description, as I can only kind of scratch the surface with this. But Leah was charged with assaulting police officers, which would actually result in an acquittal in 2012, as the judge found it was not clear that she was being arrested by the officers. So in January 2011, when the officers arrived, 
Leah didn't want their help. Constable Hearn would testify that he smelt alcohol on her breath and informed her she was under arrest. Leah did not hear this announcement, and neither did the other officer on the scene. That officer, Constable Morin, said that Leah was just laying face down when they arrived and just stayed there. So, at this point, more officers have arrived, and they are attempting to get her into the police vehicle. And police notes outright state that officers were punching and hitting Leah in an attempt to get her to cooperate. Wow, that's a very effective method of persuasion. Right? So she was actually trying to get out of their hold and avoiding getting in the vehicle at all costs. None of this was recorded, though. The recording would actually start once they arrived back at the detachment. So the the video shows Leah being dragged out of the truck and left on the floor. The officers placed a hood over her head so that she wouldn't be able to spit on them. It is noted that there was seven, seven officers dealing with Leah at this time. She was roughly shoved against the RCMP vehicle, back to the floor, and then finally handcuffed. This is the point where they actually bring her to a cell, finally. And once in the cell, Leah would later testify that she wanted to die. Because of a rule in the operation manual, the officers were required to strip Leah down and put her in a restraint jacket because of the statement, as, you know, they're worried she may harm herself. The officers held her down while stripping the clothes from her body, and there were male officers present during this ordeal. Now, if you recall, before we started recording, Rory, I sent you an image of the bruises on Leah's body. Would you mind okay. that up and sure. looking at that for me? And then... Yeah. So do you want to kind of like describe what you're seeing? Yeah. So the hands, I can't, it, the hands are harder to make out. Yeah. Uh, but there seems to be, I can't, I, w- I don't know if I'd classify them as bruises or scratches along her wrists. Uh, and then her hands seem pretty calloused or definitely damaged in some way. And then uh, the head is definitely the one that stands out the most. Yeah. There's like a massive bruise on her left side of her face, sort of purple in some places, red in some other places, uh, just above her nose. Uh, you're looking for a good pop culture reference. It's about the size of Zuko's scar in Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. It's pretty massive. It goes up, to, reaches up to her hairline and cuts off just before he knows, at least as we can see in the photo, then it seems like there's some pretty significant purple bruising around her neck going down to about her collarbone, I'd say. Yeah. And... It's bad. Yeah. In the background, you can also see her leg, which is pretty rough as well. Yeah. Like, it it makes me, like, even you describing it, I'm not looking at it right now, but just you describing it makes me sick to my stomach. And I have seen that photo many times. As she's being stripped down, there were male officers present during this ordeal, as we mentioned, which is not protocol at all. The garment, which is called a baby doll, was pulled over her head and she was left naked on the floor. Leah tried to get the attention of the officers by flinging herself at the door, and this did not work. So she stuck her head in the toilet, which she would later claim was an attempt to get out and get medical treatment. 
Two officers would come in, but only to empty the toilet of its water. The officer in charge removed the baby doll dress and left Leah naked in her cell for another three and a half hours. During this time, her cell was under surveillance. So that same officer, the one in charge, Corporal Ray Starzynski, didn't write up the incident until four months later. Nice. Yeah, which again is not protocol at all. And so eventually the paramedics would come and get Leah and noted that she was obviously distressed and like just clear to them that she'd been injured in RCMP custody. Like, I can't imagine what they were seeing, this poor woman. So, Starzynski would testify that Leah bit him while they tried to get in the truck, and as a result, he struck her several times with an empty hand. This is an actual quote he said in court, and just like a trigger warning, it is honestly disgusting, and I wanted to vomit. But quote... Hepatitis A, B, C, it's rampant in First Nations communities. We know that. End quote. So, like, this man is literally the worst. He also called her overweight and obviously mentally disturbed in the report he wrote up. And RCMP are not qualified to make a diagnosis of mental illness according to the RCMP operations manual. So, the civil suit Leah has brought forth has not been reported on since it was announced. I was unable to find any news as to whether or not she was successful, but I do hope she was. In addition, this was only actually reported about by APTN News. Like, I could not find any more information about this happening anywhere else. Jesus. Which, which what, I what is AP... What's APTN or... It's the Aboriginal People's Television Network, which they've been an awesome resource for the Connie, for Connie and all of this. And so the next case that came up when researching Connie's was Clayton Butcher's. Uh, Clayton is also an exoneree who had been wrongfully convicted. In 2015, Clayton was arrested for a robbery. October 30th, 2015, in Lake Labiche, a middle-aged indigenous man walked into a department store with a 12-inch crowbar hidden in his pocket. He left after a couple minutes with $160, leaving two female employees shaken up. There were no security cameras, no physical evidence, or anything to identify a man who did not even attempt to hide his face. Fourteen days after this robbery, one of the female employees' mothers was buying groceries when she saw a man who looked like the description her daughter gave her about the robber. She managed to snap a picture of this man, a very blurry one, that she would later show to her husband. And the husband would identify the man as Clayton Boucher, claiming he was a bad man. This couple found Clayton's Facebook profile and got a better photo of him. They waited two days before going to the police and so the police gave them a photo lineup that included an old mugshot of Clayton's. The first clerk paused at Clayton's picture, but claimed to not be sure. She did come back to this photo. She was asked 11 times if the man before her, if that was the man before she was certain. 
her memory had apparently gotten better since the robbery. Because her first statement claimed to not have noticed any facial hair on the man, but now she remembered the robber as having a thick mustache or beard, like Clayton did in his Facebook photo. And so Clayton was arrested two days after the interview with this witness. So the security cameras behind the store captured a silver Chevy Impala and the robber, but neither were ever identified. Police did get a warrant to search what they believed to be Clayton's son's Impala, but there was no evidence linking him or anyone to the crime. The police never even interviewed Clayton's son. And so Clayton himself had fallen into the system in the 1990s. He was young and stupid, allowing himself to get involved in in theft and breaking and entering, as he would claim. But that had been 28 years before this, and he had gotten in that In that time, he had gotten work operating heavy equipment and was not struggling to find work. He was doing quite well for himself. So Clayton was able to be released on bail as his friends raised money to get him out. He was under strict bail conditions. The only time he was allowed in Lake Labish was to get groceries. And so he was living with his friend and witness, Eric Fisher, 16 kilometers outside of Lake Labish, closer to Corner Gas. And so Eric had been with Clayton the day of the robbery, as Eric had just recently had shoulder surgery, and Clayton was there chopping firewood for his friend, because Eric couldn't do it. And so he had, he lived with his friend in the cabin for four months, and police would come twice to three times a night to ensure Clayton was still there. And Clayton would eventually move back into town. In 2017, he was arrested for breaching bail conditions, having not told his probation officer he was changing addresses. He was arrested while getting a ride to a gas station. Allegedly, the driver claimed that Clayton had sold him meth, but none was actually ever found. And so because of this, the police were able to get a search warrant for the place where Clayton and his common-law wife, Phyllis Favell, had been staying. And so they found 130 pounds of powder among other things they determined to be for making crack cocaine and meth. But, like, it seemed like pretty normal stuff to have in your kitchen. For example, tinfoil, measuring cups, and sandwich bags. Like, I have all three of those things in my kitchen, and I can tell you I'm not making crack cocaine or meth. And so they also allegedly found a crack pipe in a backpack. Clayton would tell the police that he wasn't selling drugs and had never sold drugs. He demanded the powder be tested immediately. He was charged with trafficking and possession of meth and cocaine, and he was held in custody pending the test results. So two samples of the powder were sent to Health Canada on February 2nd, 2017. The lab records show that the tests came back negative February 20th, 2017. But the police claimed to have not known that until March 20th, 2017. The Crown requested the tests multiple times after March 20th, but were always told that the results hadn't come back yet. So Clayton was calling the Crown's office, his lawyer, and the Public Prosecution Service of Canada trying to get the results back. It got to the point where Clayton's lawyer, Leighton Gray, finally threatened to file a court order that the RCMP finally 
gave the negative test results to the Crown. Gray was told that the powder came back with traces of cocaine, but the Crown prosecutor claims he told Gray that the powder came back negative and they both assumed other drugs seized weren't tested. Yet, somehow, Clayton would plead guilty to the lesser charge of drug possession on May 31st, 2017. So the reason he pled guilty to something he didn't do, Phyllis Favell, the love of his life and the only woman he ever loved, as he would later say, died in a car crash April 30th while waiting for the test results to come back. This broke Clayton. He had to attend her funeral in his orange jumpsuit, still shackled. And so Clayton fully believes, still to this day, that if the results had come out when Health Canada had actually sent them on March 20th, 2017, that Phyllis would likely still be with him. So his release was agreed to within the plea deal because he had served time waiting for the results. Clayton didn't find out that the powder wasn't drugs until after his release. He was able to file an appeal, and the conviction was overturned in September 2017. Clayton's case is actually a rare one where the RCMP actually came out and apologized to him. But he kind of had problems with this apology statement as they spelt Phyllis's last name wrong. And it just seemed very insincere and just trying to swipe it on like sweep it under the rug to Clayton and then you're probably wondering well what about the robbery charges well those were eventually stayed and Clayton has never been taken to trial for them which you shouldn't ever have to be because I don't think he did it so I want to end this episode with a quote from Clayton Butcher that really stuck out to me quote In Alberta, you never know how things will go in a court if you're Indigenous. End quote. So, that is it for season one of A Whole Life Later. We hope you guys enjoyed listening. We highly recommend you giving us a five-star review on whatever um, platform you're listening to this. We would love the feedback. As well, you can follow us on Instagram, A Whole Life Later Podcast as well as the Wrongful Convictions Collective. Um, and we hope to see you soon for season two. Have yeah. A- yeah. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye now. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.